listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? Hi, Steve. I'm doing well. Yep. Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, another week, another week. Um, just hearing the news today that our lockdown might be approaching its end. Soon we may be able to see each other. <laughs> that, would, that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, well, yes, yeah, so I, I mentioned to the because we're in touch with everybody, all the brothers and sisters, and uh, and I, I was saying to them all how, how much missed they all are. We do manage to get to see your, your sister, uh, Vicky, because um, they don't live too far from us. They're walking distance from us. But um, so we do go. But but it's distance. Yeah. And um, it, it's not it's not nice. I don't I never like that. No. You just want to go up and hug them and, you know, be with them. But unfortunately, you know, you've got to, especially with Vicky, because she's pregnant. So you have to be very careful. Yeah. And we have been. Yeah, but uh, but everyone else, you know, we're we're looking forward to seeing. I mean, we see, we have uh, your, your brother and uh, Vicky supply us with all our shopping, which is nice. But that's a distance as well. We just open the door, stand back. It, it it's just unnatural. Yeah. Anyway, all that's going to end soon. So yeah, good for good for it. Yeah, we've all come through it safely. That's the main thing. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so recently we revealed the Doris Day picture. We said we were going to do that and people uh, have yes. been so complimentary uh, on your work there, Dad, saying how, how they must say they love it. Well, I, I, it, it's, a, it's a win-win situation, Steve. It's a win-win because I really enjoyed it. I, it was an indulgence on my part. Oh, all portrait work is for me because I, I love it so much. But I think it came out with Doris Day in, in terms of I had to work quite hard. People will find out when they see the video. It was it was hard work, but interesting and uh, very fulfilling because each stage that I went through, because I went through a lot of stages, uh, and each stage... I saw a result almost immediately, and that's very fulfilling to see that. So it built up bit by bit by bit by bit. Uh, and uh, as I say, I got a great deal of pleasure out of doing it. And then, of course, the people that have watched it uh, or unfold on the stages, they get a, a great deal of pleasure out of it as well. Mm. And now that we're going to put the video up eventually, Again, they get another um, – what can I say? How can you put it very carefully? You've got to be very careful, Steve, because I'm not an egotistical person, so I have to be very careful how I put it. But it, they'll see the pleasure that I get, and they'll get the same pleasure, I'm sure, by watching – the techniques unfold because there's a lot of new techniques in that mm. and one of the things with portrait work as you know and everybody else would know you've got to get the likeness of the person <laughs> if you don't get that it could be anybody 
So you've got to get that, and you've got to capture that, and that's something that is really hard. I mean, I've seen a lot of portrait work of people, and it either looks too photographic because they are so meticulous getting every tiny little bit right, or it doesn't look like the person. Um, Our Queen is a very good example of this. Very, very few pictures that I've seen or, or portraits I've seen actually seem to capture her. Do you know that? I know that they're working in, a, in, a, in a, an oil medium and uh, it's not quite the same. But it doesn't, doesn't, so I've always been, I've always fought shy of actually doing people, famous people. Mm. Uh, but, and I was, you know, when we did er- Errol, I thought the same thing. I thought, what if I don't get it right? And I'd committed myself with that one, didn't I? Because I <laughs> advertised it in advance. Um, and that was a little bit worry, but it turned out well. And uh, that surprised me as much as anybody else that it came out as I would want it. But the other thing is, you're, when you're doing a portrait of someone, particularly someone you like, and is very well known because people would know um, the the character so well, you've also got to put your own stamp in it. So you've got to tweak it to a point where you bring out the, the resemblance, which is important, but you also want to bring out something more. You, you want to bring out the warmth of the person. And when you know someone like I do, uh, Doris Day, I've seen so many interviews of her, with her, and, uh, and I, I tended to know her as a person. I try to get that in as well, and that's the unknown factor. That's something you can't actually see. You've got to feel. I hope I'm making sense, but do you think, I, think, is... I think people will probably uh, associate that. So are you thinking about that when you're doing the picture? Are you thinking about the kind oh, of yes. personality, the kind of, you know, yep. nostalgia as well of watching her films, like, as you're doing it? Because I imagine there's a lot of emotion when you're doing the picture, and, and that is coming out as well when you're doing yes. it. Is that what you're doing? You're thinking about Absolutely. all of that? Absolutely right, yes. Because because you love love somebody, even from a distance. I mean, never met her. I'd love to have done, but I never met her. So from a distance... Your your affinity with them has to be like a connection, really, and that is something that you are very mindful of as you're doing it. Mm. Particularly, I've got to say, her hair because she that was so unique with Doris Day. She had a, a unique hairstyle. She more or less kept that right through until her later years when she grew her hair longer. But it was a very unique style, and I thought, God, if I get this wrong, whatever, <laughs> I've, I've got it. I've, and there was a curl on the left-hand side, which, again, was typical Doris Day kind of curl. And I thought, if I get this out, if, if this doesn't work, it's going to throw the whole thing out. But it did, and uh, I was particularly pleased with the hair. But one of the things I've always found, and other people will do, as well when they're doing artwork is obviously you've got a lot of experience so you you draw on that experience but when you look at something like that you have to put an extra bit of um, thought focus and attention to it 
you have to so you have to find something within you that's a little bit more than ordinarily just being able to just put pe- pencil to paper mm. and the actual style and the other thing about that too uh, you've got to stop when you get to a certain point because you can overdo it there's always a point that comes in every bit of artwork and I'm sure our members will um, think about this as being accurate there's always a point where you either continue and if you do continue you're going to spoil it but if you don't go far enough you're going to spoil it so there's that 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 point in time that's um, typical of this kind of thing it applies not just to hair but you know everything but that was the one point of time that I was particularly pleased about. And when I came back and looked at that, I was thrilled with it because it actually did do what I wanted it to. Mm. There was no, there was nothing about that picture that I can look back on and say, God, I wish I'd done that differently. Every picture so, seems to also represent the accumulative accumulation of all of the knowledge and experience and everything that you've like every picture is an expression of just how much you've learned and Mm. all the experience that you've had over the years like people have said and i agreed with them you know this is one of the best portraits if not the best portrait they've seen you do yes that's right well again it's probably because of those reasons i've mentioned you know the fact that I, i had an affinity with her and I was very mindful that I wanted to do her justice. Someone actually commented and said, I wish Doric could have seen that picture. Well, I do too. But, yeah. but um, that's the kind of response that um, I would have thought too. I, I wish she could have seen it. Yeah. Because she would have... I, don't, I mean, I've seen Doris. I have saw a, a programme on YouTube where they took you over her home and she had a beautiful home in uh, Carville, I think it was, California. And uh, it, it was a cracking, and she had a couple of portraits uh, of herself in that. But it, it was not my style. It was done in oil, and um, they were good, mind you. I'm not saying they weren't. They were good. So, um, yeah. yes. So, yes. Lovely. Interesting. Lovely. But, yeah, well, it seems to have gone down well, and, and people asking when it's coming out, well... I've not been able to get the footage yet, so <laughs> it's a I've little while. Waiting. I'm just waiting for you here. It's a little the while off. waiting for you. <laughs> a little while off, but we'll, we'll work on that. Um, so you're working on some more pictures. You've done some more since then. Um, yes. And some I've more. done the woodpecker. Uh, did you want me to tell you what I'm, I'm doing? Or Go for it. I mean, you've said it now. I've so. done it now. yes i've done i've done a woodpecker which i was very pleased with again because um of all the work i've done over the last few months particularly i've um i've branched out and taken my life in my hands on some of the things and think no i'll give this a go but the more you do and the more you succeed the more confidence you get so with that confidence that comes i i particularly the woodpecker because i i it, i'm really pleased with it as you would do with a with a, a it was a black and white i can't remember the the, the name we call them woodpeckers um, black and white and red so you can imagine red 
black and white. Yeah. The combination of that. And I did see one once, but I, it was fleeting. It, it, it was in the, in the wooded area. And it threw, I could see it, it didn't flow, fly, flew, didn't flew, flew me. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't fly close to me, but it was um, so obvious. It was a flash of red, black and white, just a flash. Wow. And I thought, goodness gracious me, how lovely that was. And uh, I've always wanted to do one, but uh, I didn't find a suitable picture because I've got to be careful. I've got to, I've got to do a picture which is good composition. Uh, it's, got, it's got to be attainable. It's no good be doing something that, you know, people can't do. So mm. it's got to be something that they can do. And uh, I, it's, it had a background which is very different from the backgrounds I normally do. Uh, and I was particularly pleased with that. I better leave it at that, otherwise I should give too much away. But, but they'll see it, and I think people will be delighted. I've always loved the woodpeckers anyway, and I think people – I must do a green one. There's a green one as well we have in the UK. I must do that too at some point in time. But this one is very striking. Is that on pastel mat as well? Yep, Brilliant. and I used the dark grey again. Uh, for the, I tend to do more dark grey than anything else now. Uh, I just like the I like the impact that you get with it. Mm. You've got to work harder at it because you've got you've got a, a dark grey, and if you're doing certainly if you're doing white and pinks and that sort of colour, you've got to work at it to get that to uh, respond. Yeah, but, but during that process of working hard, you bring out the uh, the best of him because you're you're almost giving him a three D effect, which mm. I think happened with Doris Day. You've got that three dimensional look to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, excellent. Well, this week I wanted to talk a little bit about watercolor. We've had. Uh, couple of questions that have come in and I thought it's a good opportunity as we haven't really spoken about watercolour for a while to talk about it so mm. then let's, um, let's do this first question uh, from Neela I think I'm saying that right N-I-L-A Neela how can I approach copying from a photo in watercolour? Shall I choose a realistic or a loose approach? Which is more difficult and can I mix them up? Mm, that's a good question, Steve. Wow. <laughs> How do I get on to answer that one? <laughs> well, first of all, let me say you can't mix them up. Okay. You can't have loose and you can't have detail. You can't have the two things together. But you can meet somewhere in between, if you like. Now, what I would do, and what I do with watercolour, is I approach it on a realistic basis. This is me, okay? So I'm only giving her, and that's all I can ever do, give her my view of it. I base it on a realistic process with impressionistic um, undertones, if you like. Now, what I mean by that is you can't ever paint a picture when you can, possibly in acrylic, but watercolour would be really hard to actually do something that is precision. You can't do that. The medium wouldn't allow you to. 
So you've got to approach it with that realistic look. In other words, you've got to make a, a, a tree look like a tree and a, a, you know, a building look like the building you're trying to represent. But within that, you can also use an impressionistic approach, which you have to do. And a lot of my work, if you look at my work, that's how I would approach it. Uh, it's always an individual thing. Now, I've seen some very, we call them wishy-washy watercolours, which is loose. And, I've, and they are really, really attractive. But I've got to tell you, that's a much, much harder thing to do to get right. Because you, you've got to rely on experience and a lot of talent. I can't do it. I did try at one time, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that approach. I think probably because in my own mind, I wanted to think, just produce something that looked uh, more realistic. So you can see why I was struggling with an answer. And I can see why someone, when they first um, approach this uh, subject of watercolour, they would be in a dilemma too. Mm. But I always feel, unless you've got that knack, unless you've got that um, talent to be able to do wishy-washy watercolours and much less detail in it and make it look okay and right, then I would approach the realistic look. Mm. And what we do on our site is, is go down that road of painting realistically. But as I say, even within that, there's quite a lot of leeway. I mean, you've got a few pictures coming up. Well, we've had a few already, haven't we? Um, the um, Aylesford was a very good example. Now, that was, you would look at that and think it was a realistic picture. And it is to a certain extent, you know, if you the bridge was once something that we both talked about on our podcast. You kind of put every brick in, but you don't do it every brick. You've still got to put an impressionistic approach to it, even though it looks like you've done every brick. Mm. And this comes from experience, really. But that's the better, the better way of going, I think, if you're starting out with watercolour. Later on, as you get more um, experienced, you probably can alter that to a certain extent. And you, you could even turn out, if, if this doesn't really fit into your uh, idea of what you wanted, you probably can loosen off and start loosening off. But you try to do the two together, it just won't work at all. Mm. It, 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 would, look, it, it would look silly, to be honest. It's like what you did with pastel pencils, what you say with pastel pencils, and then you move into Impressionism at a later date. Um, That's right. You become looser with your style, but uh, as, as you recommend, it, the approach... Um, could be that you start with realistic pastel pencil mm. work and then you mm. gradually as you get more experienced you become, become freer with your technique and your style and that's that's why we started doing impressionistic more you, you started doing more impressionistic mm. work because you felt that people would get to a level where they could become freer with their mm. their style well yes and that i know that's true because it happened to me when i first started when I first started with the pastel pencils, using the pastel pencils, I looked at the impressionistic pictures and I thought, wow, God, I can do that. And I couldn't at all. There's no way I could do it. It looked absolutely silly. 
And, I, and I'd realised then, and I can still remember my feelings at the time, I felt like at that time that I, I, I was going somewhere where there was no way I could end up with any kind of result. Mm. It, it was obvious, and I had to tear them up, to be honest. They were just no good at all. But later on, as I got more proficient at the pastoral pension, basically learned my trade, I then went back to Impressionism. I still had that sort of doubt as to whether I could do it. But when I pulled it off, and I have pulled a lot of them off, I've done a lot now, and a lot that people haven't seen yet, waiting in the wings, and they'll be gobsmacked when they see it. But when they look, when you look at this, you think it's easy, but it's not. And it's exactly the same situation with uh, with the watercolour. Mm. You've got to have, you've got to have, if you've got to have the talent, you've got to have a natural talent to do it if you want to start off that way. But I've seen some really, really bad stuff. You know, I really have. We have a local exhibition here, uh, well, several here in Broadstairs because aim for the tourist. And some of the watercolour work is really, really, really bad. Is they, it they because part... they're trying to be too loose with it? Yes, yes, that's right, exactly. And it doesn't come off. It can't. They can't pull it off. It looks like a very poor amateur picture. Now, I'm not being detrimental. Well, I am being detrimental, but I'm t- I think people would, would realise that. But the thing is, though, a lot of the... A lot of the public wouldn't really know the difference between the two. It's only when you can, you've seen and compared and you understand a, a, a wishy-washy or a loose watercolour, mm. how brilliant it is actually is, because you you can't muck about with it. Just as I'm, I was talking to you about mucking about with the pastel pencils and hair and all the other things... You can't do that, so you can't correct it. If you if you put paint to uh, canvas or paint to watercolour paper, it's got to be spontaneous, it's got to be there, and it's got to be there, done, without any rubbing out, altering, uh, mucked about with. And that's what most amateur uh, paintings look like. Mm. They look as though they've been altered and changed and you lose it just as you do with impressionism exactly the same thing with that once you go down the impressionistic route and people see and they've seen me do the work you you make a mark and it's there you can't change it if you try it changes everything yeah i think um you you can see the advantages to um, doing the realistic work and moving on to impressionism or looser work, and I think that's that's a really interesting point. It's something that people, you know, listening can take away and and understand that they're that as you become more proficient in a medium, when you have the boundaries, distri- the the framework of the realism and the the courses and things like that to get you working with a medium, then as you venture on, as what we've said about our pastel pencil courses do our courses and you can venture you're armed with the skills the the knowledge and the expertise to go off and do your own 
uh, pictures at a later date. And it is sort of, I, I understand where you're coming from. You're recognizing that that progression mm. is, 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 um, benefits the looser style in the future. You know, that looser style you can come back to. Um, Absolutely. So I, I would, in answer to really, in answer to the question is, no, you can't mix the two together. But what you can do is to choose which one you use. If you try, and worth a try, a loose watercolour, just mm. loose watercolour, and see how you're going. And you probably, if you're starting out, you'll probably find out exactly very quickly that it doesn't work. Mm. If you go down the realistic route, it will work because you're going to be spending quite a lot of time on it, a lot more time than you would on a, a loose watercolour. But you'll get more satisfaction that you're actually building up the colours because you've got to remember that watercolour is a really hard medium, much harder than I think any of the others because you can't, once you put the, the paint on the canvas or sorry, on the watercolour paper, you can't change it. You've made a statement, you can't rub it out. Mm. Whereas you can with pastel pencil, you can overpaint with uh, acrylics and you can overpaint with oil, but you can't with watercolour. Yeah, I think it's also interesting. I want to add one more point is um, to do with the looser style. And that's people struggle with doing trees, foliage, anything that doesn't have form to it that's right and that requires a looser style and that's in pastel pencils and in watercolor it's because there's no formation really no structure to it and that's an example within a picture of a looser style and how difficult that can be very much so yeah yeah and water water is a nightmare water in watercolor is a nightmare we've got a few coming up which people will be able to see Uh, and i struggle I, i do struggle with water yeah it's one of those things because you can't change it once you put it on you can't change it you can't overpaint you can't put light over dark yeah yeah okay i think we've i think we've answered that question (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on to the next one i think this is quite a straightforward one i think this is from julie um i hi steve i hope you and colin are keeping safe and well i have a quick question for you I wanted to try my hand at watercolour painting and I was given some paints, a cheap set I might add, a while back. I already had a paper pad from Royal Langnickel. Don't know Don't that know make. As far I well I got as far as the sky and was called away, and when I came back, despite the paper being taped to the board it had been it has buckled and dried. Now I can't get it flat to continue. Any advice please would be welcome. Best wishes, Julie. Yes, I've loads of advice there which i can help her with first of all the paper if, if the thinner the paper the more it will buckle that's that's a very simple rule so if you've got a cheap thinnish paper something like a, a 100 120 grams or 150 grams something like that uh, or even less than that some of them are uh, and you tape it solidly all the way around now in the old days steve there used to be um, almost compulsory to wet the canvas before you. Sorry, wet the paper before you start. In other words, you'd fix it, fix it onto your drawing board, and usually with a gum tape. 
I used to use that. I don't anymore, but I used to use a, a gum take. You double when you stick it, lick it, or wet it in some way, right. and that would stick it all the way around. So the paper would be flat. Okay, and then you used to use a um, a heavier brush or a thicker brush, one inch or one and a half inches even, and then wash it first of all, and let it dry out. What you do is to break the surface tension of the paper. That was the idea of it. And and then you then proceed with your watercolour. It would make watercolour easier to apply. Easier. (laughs) That's not a word you apply to watercolour. Anyway, (laughs) Um, so, but today you don't have to do that. And I haven't done it for years and years. Well, almost when I started, I, I didn't do it then. But. So let's forget that now. I've told you about that because you're going to hear about it. Don't do that. The thinner the paper, the more it will buckle. The thicker the paper, the less it will buckle. Okay? Now, that does make a bit of sense if you think about it. Yeah. 300 grams is always the recommended. Uh, I would always recommend 300 grams. Our watercolour paper is 300 grams. And it's it's there for a reason because people will not, have that problem it's also got to be a good quality paper don't go down the route of buying hand made paper at this stage later on you can but at this stage our paper is ideal or something equivalent to it the other thing that you've got to be careful of too is the dimpled paper Bockingford is one of them and I used to use that but the problem with that, when you when you have a sky and you try to wash it, it can reside in the bubbles. So you get a, like a pitted effect. Mm. That's another thing you've got to be careful of. Anyway, let's come back to the question here. So if you if you tape it all round, either with the gum tape or with the, the masking t- a good quality masking tape, it's got to be because you've got to, it's got to hold the, the paper. Can't be a cheap one. And then you wash it, use your sky, wash your sky. Um, there's always a, a the correct amount of water to apply. Now, if you watch me, when I do it, I don't use I don't use volumes of water. I just use enough so that I can keep a bead. You know what the bead is? The bead runs across so you don't get a a, a dry area because it can dry out very quickly. It does with me, because I've got strong lights. Now, most people won't have that. So I have to be particularly careful. Yeah. So I use just enough um, water to do it. But people will see that my paper doesn't buckle that much. Just a bit. You you get a slight difference, but uh, not that much. And that's because I've used the the thicker paper. Mm. And also... Not too much water. Enough, but not too much. Yeah. And experience will tell you that if you've done it too much. But the, the best thing to do is to watch me do... Skies are the, 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 the more difficult because you're putting one mass of water on at one particular time. Yeah. And uh, you shouldn't find... And then leave it, once you've done it, leave it to dry completely. And that means hours overnight perhaps it would be even better Mm. so it completely dries out and it's got to dry out in a 
in an environment that's not like in a conservatory, because that's always a bit of dampness in a conservatory, even though uh, you may have heating on and so on. So I would, I, what I used to do in the old days, Steve, I had a conservatory. I used to paint in a conservatory at um, our old house. And um, I found that it, 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 it always got a certain amount of moisture in, in there. So I used to, te- used to do the skies and bring them into the house. Yeah. And then take them back out again when I wanted to repaint them. So, I've only just remembered that. It's funny, isn't it? So that they would dry properly. They would dry, yes, properly and completely. Don't use any hair dryers or anything. like. No need for that. As long as just let it dry naturally in a, in a, uh, you know, a dry environment. Mm. Okay. This is, I mean, there's lots of tips to that that's uh to that question yeah. that's really good uh, really extensive i love that um, and interesting though it took interesting see it took me right back to the beginning when i first started that did did it <laughs> yes because so, i had the same problems don't think i didn't i did yeah i had my paper buckle on me and i bought cheap paper i also bought cheap paints to start with yeah <laughs> So, so don't buy cheap paints. There's no need to. The, the, the student quality paints that I use and we recommend yeah. are ideal. And um, decent quality paint brushes as well. Mm. Not too student quality. We call them student quality. I don't think they call them now that, but that's what I used to call them. And um, yeah. But cheap paper is the worst thing you can get. So don't get cheap paper. Buy buy, and. Usually, if it's um, 300 grams, it's going to be a little pricier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's a good point to mention now that we've recorded some videos of covering the basics, both on pastel pencils and watercolour. So if people want to learn more about the materials and um, hear Dad talk a little bit about his style, then we do have a watercolour basics video on our homepage, but also in our members areas. So um, if you just go to colinbradleyart.com and scroll down, you'll see the watercolor basics video is there. And I think that's a good point to mention as you've, as you touched on. Yes. Well, it, that we yes, it would be video. because what you're doing there is you're giving examples, you know, we're, we're talking about it, but, but um, the, the difference between now on the podcast and that is they'll, you'll, We'll be talking about it. I'll be talking about it, and you'll be watching at the same time. So the point you'll get a double whammy. Really, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Especially with the sky and the water. There's a couple of clips in there where you can see the water droplet. You moving the water uh, droplet around, so you can. It, it, it illustrates that point that you were saying about continuing those droplets all the way down the paper, so that they're not left in any one point. There's an even distribution of water. And do you know, when I first started out, I used to paint my skies the right way up. And I had a, quite a few instances where it would run, the portless sky drips would run onto the paper, onto the um, subject material that I was doing. And you can't get that off. Once you get a little blue sort of wriggly line going down, you can't get it out. So I learned quite quickly then, turn it upside down, Colin. Why don't you do that? I've not seen people do that before, actually, ever, in any uh, clips I've ever seen. So they must be a lot cleverer than me. (laughs) Or a lot less clumsy than me, one or the other. (laughs) It's a good good measure to take, just in case. 
it's, it was done out of necessity mm. because I made the mistakes that everybody makes when they started. I didn't start off being brilliant. I was terrible when I first started. My first, first few watercolour pictures were absolutely awful. Yeah. So well, you do. that's how you learn, though. And everyone can learn from your experience, so that's good for them. <laughs> they, of course they don't have to make the mistakes I made, do they? They can, they can shortcut it. Yeah. I wish I could have done at the time, I tell you. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, I, and I backtrack on that. I, I, because you learn, it's a, it's a quicker way of learning by mistakes. So, no, I backtrack on that. I wouldn't change it. Lovely, lovely, excellent. Okay, well, thanks, Dad. Uh, th- thanks for those questions as well to the people that have sent those in, and um, I hope they've uh, these answers have been helpful. And thank you, Dad, for giving us those answers in this discussion. That's all right. Um, as I said, the videos uh, that we've recorded recently. If you are interested in learning the basics, uh, then go to our website, colinbradleyart.com, and you'll see the videos on there. And we'll be back next week with some uh, pastel pencil related discussion and keep an eye out for new projects that are going to be released in the coming week as well on the website. Um, But otherwise, we'll leave it there. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.